wherever you may be, whatever else you may be doing, thank you for wasting your time with the Uncle Jimbo Sideshow. Hey, hey, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this debacle. Uh, this, I think, is debacle 12. Uh, today we've got Bob Clark on. Uh, Bob's one of my favorite people. Uh, I am probably Bob's biggest fanboy, and he doesn't even know it. But uh, anyway, that intro there was fan mail by the Dickies. Uh, Dickies, if you don't know who they are, early SoCal punk band, um, just crazy stuff. I always considered a little bit of a joke band, which I never really understood, but um, a lot of their songs do have kind of jokey titles, but uh, excellent musicians and um, just always always a fun listen, so go check them out. Also, uh, a little Easter egg here, uh, go over to Google and search for Dickie's logo, um, and some might need to be Dickie's band logo or something like that, and check out their, uh, check out their logo. That's uh, definitely one of my favorites. Uh, I made a t-shirt with that logo on it, uh, and my wife forbade me to wear it anywhere in public where she would be seen. So, uh, just one more way that I embarrass my wife is by inappropriate band t-shirts. But that's just me. Anyway, uh, on today's debacle, we have Bob Clark of the 808 Podcast. Uh, Bob Clark is uh, one of the very few people in the social media world that I've actually met in real life. I uh, got to meet him, hang out, eat some Chinese food, and discuss things completely and utterly unrelated to business. But uh, in this episode, we do kind of get down into it. We get into podcasting, we get into a little bit of social media, uh, we get into hats, and uh, and Metallica. So it's good stuff. Check it out and um, listen to Bob and every damn thing he has to say because he is Bob Clark, damn it. And you need to listen. Good, Good dude. Anyway, I'll see you guys on the other side. Hey everybody, and welcome uh, to this episode of the Uncle Jimbo Sideshow. Today we have Bob from 808 Pod Podcast. Almost said 808 Podcast. I don't. The, the whole IHOB thing is still is still fucking with me. Uh, oh, and by the way, Bob, if you feel the need to curse, you're you're totally welcome to curse. Um, it just sometimes rolls out of me. But this is, Bob, this is Bob Clark from the 808 Podcast, um, and. Hands down, he has the best hats of any of my Facebook friends. So, um, you it's know, true. It, it, I mean, it's it's his tastes are impeccable. It's wonderful. So, welcome, Bob. Tell the people a little bit about yourself. Well, first thing, thank you, James, for having me on. The first thing I have to tell you one is I vape, and the yep. reason I'm required by law to tell you it's just like being a vegan or a CrossFitter. You have to tell everyone. So, just want to make sure that everyone knows that I am a vapor. Important to go there. Yes, it is very very important. I mean, it's. It's it's a lifestyle. It's um, yes. Yeah. It's, it's almost a it's almost another um it's almost another species at this point. It, it is that's deep, but I'll have to take a hit later to uh, process that. 
Yeah, yeah. Just um, you know, as the clouds envelop you, you can you can think about about the depth of that statement. I, I will there. So yeah, a uh, little about me. My day job is a company called On Fire Reviews. We basically uh, take a uh, phone calls from our clients. We turn those into rock star video testimonials. So the problem with our clients are telling us, itchy nose, whatever, um, is that basically to get most of their clients in front of a camera with good lighting and get them to say exactly what you want them to say is just unrealistic. And so by us turning phone calls into videos, we're able to basically get someone on the phone for five to 10 minutes and turn that into a two minute video. And what's really cool is I want to show you, see, I have, so I have four sets of Legos right here. So the way we do video, yes, I have, I have props. So think about like for you, like for example, for your graphic stuff, that you get this stuff done really quick and on time. Cause that's probably a big thing with most, gra most graphic artists. We take a little quote from every single person that talks about that. And now you have one video. All it talks about is how great you are. You're always on time. Awesome. So that's what we do there. So yeah. And then the 808 podcast, it's really simple. Five questions to a business owner in eight minutes and eight seconds. And the reason it's 808, cause 808 looks like Bob. And three of the questions are about their business. One is drop the value bomb where I tell them to give value to the audience for three to five minutes. Don't sell yourself. And then the fifth question is just stupid. So for example, I have a guy on who has a Scottish accent. So the question is on a scale of one to 10, how attractive are you? And how many of those points are attributed to your accent? Out of 10, I, I got to think that at least seven of those points are just from the Scottish accent. How it's, many points? At, at seven, seven out of the 10 at least. Okay. So if, he, if he's only a seven, then he's got to be really ugly. Yeah. He's, he's got problems. Um, yeah. or, or he's Irish. Or, yeah. yeah, there you go. So, Absolutely. So, yeah. That's my problem. It's the Irish and, and uh, American Indian blood makes it gives me my my lovely glow and uh big nose so i was adopted so i don't know my heritage i have one of those dna me tests on my table and it's been a month and i still haven't taken the time to spit on it yeah you know i my wife and i would really like to do that we I, i'm lucky that my family has kind of traced our heritage back to ireland and um, we know a fair amount but i'd like to know a little bit deeper I just right. worry about the whole databasing thing. Um, you know, I, not that we have any pri real privacy anyway, yeah. um, but it, it, it kind of creeps me out to think that they have DNA. Um, you know, I'm sure I've got it somewhere, you know, in some data bank somewhere already anyway, but um, sending it off to a private company is a little strange to me. I, I can see that. I mean, the government already has your fingerprints probably. Oh, you know they do. Well, I've been fingerprinted before too, so. So yeah, they, they've got them in, so you're stuck in that system. Yeah, yeah, and then my phone probably has them, and it's, right. what are you gonna do? It's the, the giant conspiracy. I've never done the phone scanner thing. That was, it's funny, I refuse to do that one, but I'm okay with doing a DNA test. So I totally get the hypocrisy there. Yeah, it's, I mean, the truth of the matter is they've got books on us and that's just what it is. I mean, if, if Joseph Stalin could have books on everybody in the, in the Soviet Union, back in the day than, you know, with the technology they've got now, it's, you know, it's a, it's a Stalinist wet dream these days. Yeah, it is. It is. So, cool. Well, um, without further ado, do you want to hop into these questions and, and see where it. they lead us? All right. Let me, let me pull up my document here. All right. The first one, and this is one I kind of ask in, in various flavors to, to all the guests is, def, can you define punk 
in five words or less? No, I cannot. How come? And the, and, and the how come is not, is not another question. That's just a add on to this question. Well, that was my five words that I did, but so. Um, that was pretty no, good. Uh, that was pretty good, but. I even, yep. I even counted. I made sure it was five words there. So, um, nev I mean, never really followed much of the punk culture, to be honest. I mean, I was more of a, you know, um, what is it, more of us. I, I listened to more of like the, um, what is it, gosh, I can't remember their name. Um, you know, Enter Sandman. I can't remember the band's name. Oh, Metallica. Metallica, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I like Metallica. And, Hold on for just one second, Bob. I've yeah, sure. got a childhood pop off over here. Nope, no problem. Yeah. No, we were, we were talking about Metallica and and all that stuff. Yeah, Metallica there. And actually, you know what, actually, uh, again, it's funny. When I was younger, I had the uh, strict you know, Catholic parents mm -hmm. that I can only listen to music where I agree with the lyrics. So I'll tell you right now, as a kid, I love me some big butts, and I cannot lie. Oh, that's a pretty good one. I like Metallica. They're, I think that after Cliff Burton went, they were a little, they were a little different, of course, but um, – Really enjoyed their earlier stuff, and then really liked the uh, the Garage Days um, album that they released with all the the weird punk covers and right. um, that stuff. That was that was a, a real a real good one to me. And they they really liked the Misfits. That was one of you know you always see James Hetfield wearing a Misfits t shirt, right? Um, and Misfits was always one of my big was one of my big teenage bands. Um, you know, even though they'd broken up before I was ten, I think so. Actually, my, my, my go-to karaoke song is uh, Black Sabbath is Crazy Train. Ooh, yeah. yeah. But, like, I will tell you right now, you have not witnessed karaoke until you've witnessed me sing Crazy Train. I'd like to see that. That's, um, yeah, you know, maybe that's a good good Facebook. content for you. Maybe you can go in, uh, record it, and uh, throw it up on Facebook. Facebook. Live, yeah, put it on Facebook Live and go there. Because yeah. I always make sure I'm dressed, and I'm, all, I'm all dressed up, all nice and everything. Then all of a sudden I go, all aboard! <laughs> That's perfect. Like guys going with it too. Yeah, you got to get crazy. I mean, it's yeah. you can't sing "Crazy Train" in a mellow way. It's, no, you can't it's sing it like crazy because yeah. that's how it goes. Yep. Millions of people, you know, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can't imagine like a, a rhythm and blues kind of thing or a, or a soul version of "Crazy Train." Maybe that's what I, I need to start working on. That see if I can't. See if I can't take some Aussies. I gotta go see if Postmodern Jukebox. Have you ever heard of them? Yeah. Yep. I gotta see if they've done Crazy Train. In fact, that as soon as I'm done here, I'm gonna see if they've done a Crazy Chain, Crazy Crazy Chain cover. Yeah, that, that would be cool. I have to check that one out. Yep. All right, question number two, um, and and you probably already answered this one. Are you punk? No. No. I definitely. I, I'm I'm more of the jazz type of guy. But see, I, I think you're punk, and, and, and I'll tell you why. And this okay. is something I, I talk to a lot of the guests about. You do Bob, and you do Bob unapologetically. Right. And to me, that is, that is punk. Okay. You are, you are just who you are, and you don't give a, a flying fuck about the rest of the people. I mean, you, give, you do. You give a fuck, but you don't really care what they think. You're just Bob, and and that's that's one of the, the things that that kind of drew me to you, um, and, I, and I think one of the things that I really appreciate about you and what you do. You know, well, you know. thank you. Next, I want to add on to that because sure. a lot of people feel to just be yourself. You know, I say I say what's on my mind. They they basically say that's a that's basically an invite to be a raging asshole. 
it's not. It's, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't go out of my way to offend people, but I don't, you know, but if they, I offend them, whatever, you know, there, so you got to understand there's a line there in, in my mind. Like, well, you're stuck there. You don't go up and say, what can I post today just to piss people off? No. Well, some days. Well, so, okay. There's, okay. Let me rephrase that. What can I go? You don't go, what can I go out and do to offend people? Right. Because there's a difference between pissing people off and offending people. Well, I, you know, I, I like to be authentically me. And sometimes the authentic me is abrasive and angry right. and, and pretty surly. Um, but I don't go out to make a show of being myself to the point of upsetting people because that's not who I am. And, right. and, you know, if you want to talk about authenticity, I'm not authentically a, a jackhole. You know, I'm, I'm actually a really nice guy. I, I like to give, I care about people. You know, if, if I notice that Bob's struggling, I'm going to reach out to Bob um, because that's just who I am. Um, I'm not the abrasive jerk off that um, I can come off as sometimes, certainly, um, but it's not by intent. You know, right. by intent is just me being me and me being honest. Um, and unfortunately, I think sometimes honesty rubs people the wrong way. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it probably does me too. You know, I, I don't want to point any fingers at, at, at those people. Um, but it's more, you know, I think that just as humans, sometimes you don't want to hear it because right. sometimes it hurts. Yeah, actually, I do that a lot because we do a lot of stuff in Facebook groups together. Every single time I see the guy who's still working at a J job say, you know, I'm going to own 20 companies, I'm being worth nine figures in five years. Dude, focus on that first five. Yeah. Let's say, you know, fo focus on actually making it enough where you don't need a day job, then start working on the nine figure thing. And that yeah. pisses them all off. Like, well, that's boring. Well, yeah, but you got to start somewhere. That's how it's done. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, just from a strictly numbers game, that's, you have to do it that way because yes, you might, you might go out and buy a single lottery ticket and win a hundred million dollars, or you can go out and buy 5,000 lottery tickets and make your money back. Um, you know, it's, there are, there's the opportunity out there for your, you know, to, to step into something and it just explode and you make tons and tons and tons of money. Right. But for the vast majority of people out there, it's trial and error and doing it over and over and over again, starting slow, taking things, you know, methodically. Um, and a lot of people don't, again, they don't want to hear that. They they want the quick fix. They want the magic bullet. And yeah, and there um, there really there really isn't. Actually, I tell people I have a saying: fail fast, recover fast. Next. Yes. That's it. I love it. Like yep. everyone says, what's the key to success? Fail fast, recover fast. Next, because eventually, if you if you have the if one of your ideas is the one in million million dollar idea, well then you're going to need about a million ideas. Then so get them, figure out is this a million dollar idea? No. Okay, what's the next one? You know, just yep. keep going that way. Yep. Yeah, and 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 really, a lot of that has to do with what you're capable of really doing, you know. And I think there's a, there are a lot of people out there that are that are pushing this idea that you can do anything you want. You know, you can be a Facebook marketer anytime. Yeah. Um, and some people just can't, and that's right. okay. Yeah, I mean, that's okay. But it, it requires again a lot of honesty, and it requires a lot of honesty with yourself as to what you're capable of doing. Um, right. Like I keep getting offers because there's people that want to, I would like someone to take over my social media so I can do other things. Problem is, can you be Bob? 
No. Because, yeah, that, that's the thing there. So, I mean, I get it. My style of social media basically means that I'm going to have to do it myself. Yeah. And I, it is what it is. But yeah, the idea I, of saying that I can hire a social media marketer, I, I, I can't. Maybe I can hire them if I do a bunch of posts, they go post these for me. But even then, I still have to go into groups. I still have to go engage with people, which they can't do. So, yeah, it's something it's, for my style It's not going to work. Yeah, it's it's relationships, and yeah, you know, I, and I know that that's that's how you uh, you build your social media and, and how you intend to uh, do your, you know, to carry that forward. Um, and I'm I'm in the same boat. You know, I can't. It would be really, really, really difficult for me to to outsource that sort of stuff um, until I get to the point where you know I'm making a ridiculous amount of money and my brand is so solidified that it becomes a formula. Right. But at that point, it becomes boring. And, and I don't yeah. know if I want to be part of that at that point. Um, so it's tough. It's, it's, it's tough to be your own boss and to be your own man and, and to be the, the front and face of your company. Um, it is. But it's, you know, it's the way, that's the way I'm doing it. Damn it. Whether or not anybody likes it or approves of it, I don't care. That's, Who cares? That's how I'm going. All right. Number three, what's the hardest part of podcasting? What is the hardest part of podcasting? Um, getting the guests and getting the technology set up. What was what did you find your biggest technological hurdle? Um, getting a decent system and also finding out here. So for at first I did Zoom and I was doing like the split screen where I would talk and like right now we're doing like if you if you're watching the video, they see you're on the left and I'm on the right. Mm-hmm. So at first I was like, okay, I'm just gonna do um, you know, dual screen. Problem was it started getting jarring because it was talk to me, then it would show your face, then back and forth. So that wasn't going to work. Zoom wanted to charge me 50 bucks a month to have this set up here. And I'm like, uh. So I go look and be live. Well, be live works. All of a sudden, my video is getting pixelated. So I sent him a message, why are they being pixelated? And we, they, they, they were really good. They troubleshot with me. Well, first they said, you know, how are you, you know, what's your, what type of camera do you have? They started with that there. And I told them, I got a darn good camera, darn good mic. I mean, this is, this is a burly mic right here. That's a good one. Yeah, and I got one of the best uh, webcams. I'm not gonna, I can't show you the webcam, unfortunately. And then they say, well, you're having too many tabs open. So now I'm like, okay, well, I've lost all these podcasts because I was trying to just get about done quick. So now I'm gonna have to start all over, but it is what it is. And actually the one thing I found that made getting guests easy is making it short. And right. I'm gonna give you a perfect example. And if she sees this, I don't care. But um, basically a lady invited me to her podcast um, three three pages of prep, and she wanted me on for an hour. So I'm like, this is ninety minutes. This is ninety minutes, yeah. and that's not counting, you know, networking time afterwards if we decide to do that. So I'm like, you're asking me for a two hour commitment, and I'm just like, no, that's just you know, that's a lot. And realistically, about thirty minutes is about as much as you know. I'm open, you know, I'm really open to just going, eh, sure, thirty minute meeting, whatever. I'll put on my calendar, but anything beyond that, then I got to start thinking about it. Yeah, you got to start shifting things around. Yeah. And I think people's attention spans don't, you know, it, it's difficult to grab somebody's attention for an hour. Yeah. It, it really is. Um, Audience-wise and, you know, interview-wise, I think it it drags on. It drags on people. Right, like the podcast I'm doing, realistically, the, realistically, the audio itself is 9 minutes and 30 seconds because you do intro, podcast, outro. Right. And so I get them done in 12 minutes, and then I offer to network with the person afterwards. And if they say no, I'm okay with that. I'm like, that sweet. I, enough people say yes. I'm hitting about a 95% rate of people who want to talk afterwards. Nice. 
So, and but that part there, but again, I tell when I when I talk to people, I say literally, it's twelve minutes. Don't yell at me if it's twelve minutes and thirty seconds. I mean, come on, you know. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, long, the longest I've had was a uh, thirteen minutes. That's because there were some sound issues. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we a couple of mine have gone into the hour long uh, deal, but it was just it was kind of organic and it worked. But I, I try I, to keep these short and sweet. So, so in the the interest of short and sweet, let's get to question number four. Okay. Um, why shouldn't you podcast? Because you're boring. What do you think there's a large percentage of people out there that are boring? I think there's a large percentage of people that don't understand that when I do a podcast, I'm a WWE character. Right. I build a persona about it of who, who I, you know, I am. So I talk about it here. Hi, I'm Bob Clark, anyway, powered by onfirereviews.com. Here are the rules. Rule number one, five questions, eight minutes and eight seconds, because anyway, it looks like Bob rule number two. And as you can see, I have this intense, you know, part of it there. Cause you gotta be a little inter entertaining. Yep. And so the thing is like, you know, basically you're either going to get people on the podcast because you have really good information or because it's entertaining. Yeah. And like, or, you, are, you have a following. Like, I was like, Uncle Jimbo came to me and said, hey, you want to be on? Sure. Right. What are we talking about? Whatever. It's Uncle Jimbo. Yeah. That's yeah, good. It's just most shoot, people, the, shoot the shit with Uncle Jimbo. That's yeah. Most people have yet to build the Uncle Jimbo brand. Yeah. And so they have to understand that there is basically – I, I knew you for months before even the podcast. I mean, I probably hit you on my podcast quicker, but that was because I sold it to you as dude. It's really quick. Yeah, and and I think that that makes a lot of sense. And and people are drawn into a very short time thing. They don't have to. It doesn't have to turn into an all day affair. And right. You know, and it's it can just be fun. I mean, Jesus, yeah. it doesn't have to be this. Yeah. This giant production. I think this, I, I enjoy this. This is what I enjoy. And that's why I'm doing these is I just, I enjoy sitting around and, and having a natter with people that I think are cool. Right. You know? I'm saying for most people who don't have the personalities that you and I have, and again, it's, it's, it's not something you can teach. It's just, it's something who you are. Right. Build yourself a WWE character. What is this character? Like literally I understand the, the Bob Clark, Bob Clark podcaster I understand what his motivation is. He wants a podcast because he's awesome <laughs> and he wants to get him done quick because he's lazy. Yes. Like the, those, those are the motivations of that character during, so during that eight minutes and eight seconds, those are my motivations. There you go. After that could oh, be your, uh, your new tagline, you know, incredible and lazy. Also, yeah. it was awesome and lazy. That was it. Yeah. Awesome and lazy. So there you go. Actually the tagline is the business, a business smirk and a business tip and a smirk. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And and you deliver. I will say you deliver. Thank you. On both points. All right, question number five, and this might be the, the most difficult question of what. Historically, who has had the best hat? Historically, who has had the best hat? I would have to say that it, you would go with Indiana Jones. Ooh, that's the good one. That's, that's because, okay, because I'm looking at it from a point of what hat has had the most historical impact on the character. And I was thinking, if you're going to go that route, it's either Indiana Jones or Napoleon. Yeah. Yeah, Napoleon. Well, and the George Washington tri-corner hat, that, that sort of stuff, too. I wonder how many I, I hats know, I don't are. know if George Washington's hat defined George Washington, though. Because you got to remember, he was also president afterwards, and he wasn't wearing the hat during his presidency. And that's true. That's true. I wonder how many hats there are in the Smithsonian. 
I'm gonna Google that after this. I almost want to pull up my computer right now and say how many hats are in the Smithsonian. Yeah, that would be interesting. How 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 much square footage in the Smithsonian is dedicated strictly to hats? Yep. Actually, the hat one of the hats I'll tell people this here. I wear the hat purely for money reasons, and I'll give you a perfect example. I went to a um a senior living convention. And so basically I was there to get clients. Let's just be completely upfront what I was doing there. And so everyone's doing the, here's your card. Here's my card. And you know, not card ninja, but having conversations. Let's talk later. I got to go over here, that part there. So I had a, probably about a hundred business cards. Every single person I call up, Hey, it's Bob Clark. You know, the guy with the hat and the glasses. Oh, Bob. Hey, I remembered you. Yeah. And every single one remembered me because of this stupid hat. And that makes it much easier to basically close them and to get into, you know, start, you know, working deals with them. So if you're going into live networking, I recommend get something that makes you unique where people are going to remember you by. Isn't that called branding? Yeah, that's branding. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. I love the hat. I mean, it, it, I think that there is a dapperness that our, that our current society is really missing. Um, And so I always appreciate a good hat. Yeah. Um, I, I have two hats and they're both horrible, but, um, it's really difficult for me because I have this giant head. Um, it, it may not look like it, but my head is way disproportionate to my body. Well, um, I, I can tell you have a huge head. Yeah. It's, it's gigantic. And, and yeah. actually I, I usually lean away from the camera just to make it look a little less. Right. A little I, less if I was big. next to you, I'd throw a golf ball and see if it started orbiting. It may, it yeah. may, you'd be surprised what kind of crap I see floating around my head. Yeah. Sad. Cool. Well, um, you're done with the five questions. That was easy. Um, Perfect. Actually, I do want to give one value, like one piece of really valuable information to people. Yes. Here. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. That's that's what we're getting ready to move into. Give us, yes. give us some okay. value, and then then give us all your links and uh, and all that good stuff. Sure. So here is what people got to understand about Facebook. People on Facebook are so starved for authentic human interaction that you give it to them, they may not buy from you but they'll become your raving fans. And so, for example, I called, I call, the way we got connected is I cold connected with you. Mm-hmm. Just out of the blue, I did the, the you know, add you as a friend. Now, instead of giving you a copy pasta, which for all of you who don't know what a copy pasta is, basically copy and paste, you know, the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. I looked at your, I don't remember exactly what I said, but something along the lines of, I like what you're saying in this group. We're mutual friends with so-and-so and so-and-so who are some of my favorite people would love to get connected. And then start having a conversation with you. Now, the trick, though, is when you say you're friends with so-and-so and so-and-so and they're my favorite people, make sure you can actually say why. Because if you would have called me on it, I would have told you, like, the two, Nate, you know, what the two people are. I don't remember who they were. Mm-hmm. Who would have had a, you know, one of us on those. That's it. So man. that people know that I'm actually a real. I think we lost Bob. Oh, I'm still here. Can you still hear me? You can't hear me, can you? Nope, I got your back. Okay. The, the what did you lose there? Um, I'm, I lost some, but the, the beauty of, of Zoom is it's actually pulling it from both sides, so oh. the audio will still be there. Okay, but yeah, just basically, if you want to do cold outreach on Facebook, it's a very simple system. Add them, send a custom message. If you want to be really easy, say you're, you know, why I added you, because, you know, you're a cool person and we're best fr- we're mutual friends with two of my favorite people, pick two people that you actually know, then have, then spend five minutes on and off just talking to them. Yeah. And you're going to find out. If, if you want them as a lead, that's great. Wait for them to ask for you, what, what do you do? 
I mean, I, I'm not against Cole adding someone and basically, you know, eventually trying to pitch him, but build that relationship first. Basically, the way I look, the way I look at it, pitching someone is trying to take their clothes off. Mm. And mm. I'm not against it. I'm not saying don't do it, but don't just start. I love, I love taking people's clothes off. Don't get me wrong. I, yeah, I, don't. I'm not going to walk up to Uncle Jimbo and just start undoing his pants just out of the blue. Only you know, take him out to a drink. Yeah. Get to know him a little bit, understand what he cares about. Then I might just put my hands on the belt, see what's going on there, see how he reacts. Does he slap my hands away? Okay, Bob, this is getting really weird. We I know we might it want is, to change the subject. Yeah, I wanted <laughs> want to do that to you. So Yeah, no, 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 that's great. It's it you know, you talked a little bit earlier about um about going into a, a, a meet and greet and, and handing out business cards and stuff. You don't walk into a meet and greet and immediately jump on somebody and say, Hey, you know, I'm Bob Clark and why don't you come over here and, and give me a uh, hundred dollars for fifteen minutes of my time? You don't do that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so why would it be effective just because it's on social media? You know, um that's the whole thing. It's social. It's meant to be social and kind of a mirror of our lives. And if, if we don't do it in real life, why the hell would we do it online? The reason people want to do it online is because of numbers. Right. Right. And that, that's their whole thing is that I'm saying scale back the numbers, yep. do more quantity over quality and you'll do just fine. Yeah. Instead of approaching a hundred people a day, approach 10 Yeah. or, or five, you know, and, and make it about the quality. And, and the other thing you mentioned too, they become your fans. You know, they become the people that are going to come and support your content. They're going to be the people that, that follow you around to other platforms and help you in other places. But the minute that you start shoving money, you know, or, or an invoice under their nose, you lose it. You right. Lose it. Absolutely. Completely agree with you. Cool. Well, Bob, where can people find you? I know you've, you've mentioned 808, but uh, tell so us. To the two websites you can check me out at 808podcast.com. That's where my podcast is. It's getting on iTunes and all that stuff. I'm just, you know, carpet for the horse. I'm just all crazy all over the place there. But that's the best place there. And then onfirereviews.com if you want to see what my day job is. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I, actually, I, I look forward to doing the On Fire Reviews stuff. I know that we, we discussed a little bit of, uh, a little bit of reciprocity there. Um, so I'm stoked to get you some numbers and, and start getting the script together. And, and uh, I look forward to working with you. Oh, yeah, I look forward to working with you too. I think it's going to be very, very, very cool. So anyway, thank you so much, Bob. I really appreciate it. Um, and I'd love to have you even back. Though I did, thank you. Even, even though I started talking about getting into your pants, but whatever, you know, this is the well, show, so whatever. Yeah. I just pray to God my wife doesn't listen to this one. I got, <laughs> got a lot of explaining to do. Yeah. No, but me and Bob are just friends. I swear we're just friends. We're just friends. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you again so much, Bob. And um, everybody, thank you for listening. And we'll see you on the next one. Or we'll hear you on the next one. Yeah, whichever one. One or the other. Yeah. One, hear, see, whatever. It's all the same. Yeah, make sure you review or something. Like, share, comment, subscribe, whatever the heck the social media network wants you to do. Yeah, and, and buy our shit. That's, yeah, that's the it. most important part. You got to buy it, man. Come, come and buy our stuff. Uncle Jimbo Stupid Shirts.com. Yes. Uh, now, see, now I've got to go register that domain. Thanks. I'm already, I'm already, I'm already Uncle Daddy right now as we speak. That's oh, damn it. It's cyber squatting. Again, anyway, thank you, Bob. I appreciate it. Hey, have a good one. All right. Okay, folks. Hope you enjoyed that little debacle there. Uh, many, many, many thanks to Bob Clark for joining us. Uh, be sure to go check out Bob Clark at onfirereviews.com. 
as well as the 808 podcast. There will be links in the description and all that good stuff. So uh, do go check him out. Good dude. Good dude. Also, uh, while you're out there and uh, looking for something to do online, which I know you are, uh, be sure to head over to UncleJimbo.us and uh, download everything. Uh, subscribe all to all the podcasts uh, on every platform, actually. You want to subscribe in several different places just in case uh, something goes down and you're not able to get your uh, weekly fix of the Uncle Jimbo Sideshow. Um, and, of course, while you're out, uh, if you're looking for any kind of marketing design, uh, branding, uh, tomfoolery, or uh, social media idiocy, uh, be sure to check out James P.M. Gaffney and Buy My Shit. Uh, and, and one thing I'd like to leave you with, and this is, um, this is something I've been preaching a lot lately, go out and hug somebody. Um, if you're in an office environment, go out and hug somebody. Just, uh, just a sheer, out-of-the-nowhere, uh, loving, uh, warm embrace. People love that. Get really in their face. Get right on top of them. Grab them. Uh, don't tell them what you're doing and just hug them. And hug them for at least 20 seconds. If they try to pull away, just hug them tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. And, and you know, if you have to cut off their air circulation, that's, 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 gotta, that's what's got to happen. Uh, with this kind of hugging, you've really got to get in there. Get your hands dirty uh, and be unafraid of freaking people out because sometimes people don't like being hugged. But it's good because we all need love. I'm not sure what we're doing. I'm not sure what we're doing.